Even when you do work which you know you're good at, sometimes it leaves you feeling just really unsatisfied. You're good at it, but you're just not enjoying it. So what's going on? Why are you not enjoying work that you're good at? And perhaps more importantly, how can you do more of the work which you find fulfilling? How do you even start to find out what work you do find fulfilling? That's what we're going to talk about in this week's episode. I'm Jeremy Klein, and this is Change Work Life. And welcome to Change Work Life, the podcast that's all about beating the Sunday evening blues and enjoying Mondays again. The subject of values is one that has come up time and again on the podcast. We've heard about the importance of honouring your values and how failing to do so can cause stress. We've heard how your values can help you make career decisions. But what are values? What are we talking about here? How do you figure out your own values? And once you've done so, what do you do with them? It's a subject I've wanted to dive into for a long time, and I'm delighted to welcome this week's guest who's going to help me do just that. Fiona Moss is a transformational life coach who helps people discover their purpose, write their own rules, and create a new fulfilling reality on their own terms. Fiona also hosts the You First podcast, through which she explores topics such as resilience, purpose, self-doubt, and imposter syndrome. Fiona, welcome to Change Work Life. Hello, and thank you very much for having me. Before we dive into the subject, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about who you help, how you help them, and what was it that got you into coaching in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so firstly, I think this is a great platform because I think so often we don't have enough platforms to talk about career change, particularly when we are, you know, past our early 20s or, you know, when we're deciding what we should do at university and it's almost at a bit of a taboo subject. And I think this is why there's so much confusion, so much frustration, so much stress for a lot of people when they feel stuck because there's not this clear path to understand, okay, well, I want to change. How do I, how do I make that happen? And I think this is why opening up the dialogue around these conversations through this podcast, through the work that I do as well, you know, and there are many other career coaches as well um, is so incredibly important because this is actually such an incredibly common theme and issue. And I see it with so many people. And I think that's also quite reassuring for your listeners as well to hear that, that, you know, what they feel right now isn't abnormal and they shouldn't, you know, feel guilty about the fact that they want to change their career or they shouldn't feel like a failure in any way, just because they want to redirect their life because these were definitely feelings that I felt. And I went through this journey. I've been through a career change, which is kind of the reason why I am doing what I'm doing now. And I felt these feelings. I felt these feelings of guilt, of stress, of worrying what other people will think when I wanted to make a change, worrying what, you know, what would happen to my life? Was I suddenly falling off the ladder, let's say, you know, was I falling behind everyone else? You know, they were all hitting milestones and I wasn't. I was almost going back to step one. I felt and I felt a bit like a failure and I think it's an incredibly difficult position to be in when you're feeling all of those things and then layer on top of that the fact that you're like well I have no idea what I want to go and do now so this lack of clarity about even the direction that you want to go in is incredibly incredibly difficult so there are many many different many different dimensions to this challenge that your listeners will be going through that I fully understand and 
through my own journey and through trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I did go down different rabbit holes of understanding what I wanted to do. I did follow my values. I did follow my interests. I, you know, I started to really understand my purpose and I explored a lot. I explored a lot around the wellness industry because I was very interested in supporting people in that way. But it really came to me that a lot of our frustrations and a lot of our stresses and a lot of the fact that we feel stuck in our lives comes from something that we spend a third of our adult life doing, and that is work. Right. And if our work is not really aligned, it's not just the third of you know our adult life that we spend at work, but that impacts, you know, your whole evening when you get home, the fact that you're exhausted when you get home, your relationship because you're so stressed and anxious, you know, you don't have the time or the capacity or the mental capacity or the energy to go and do other things that really light you up. So it's not just a third of your adult life, it actually impacts the majority of it. So if that isn't right then it's not going to allow you to really live a, a fulfilling life that you want to live. And so this, through my own journey of understanding all of this, led me into building a business where essentially I support people who are leading a life where they don't find purpose, where they do wake up in the morning. And you know, you said in your introduction, you know, those Sunday night blues are painful, and but they're almost accepted on a society level. And I think it's, um, it's really sad that. And I think that there's some, there needs to be a dramatic change. And this is what I'm working towards on a higher level with a higher purpose is to shift that and to shift this idea that we just need to work for the sake of working. We just need to be on this hamster wheel. And we really don't. We really can have a more fulfilling reality. We can do work that we, we love. There is a new generation coming through that recognizes that we don't just have to work for the weekend. We don't just have to enjoy 25 days holiday a year or whatever it may be our life is to be lived every single day and I think it's complete rubbish to think that we shouldn't be enjoying our work you know our work as I alluded to before takes up so much of our life so if we don't enjoy our, our work you know in theory then what are we enjoying about our life you know it's so it's it's how can we allow our work to fulfill us but how can we also enable it to help us to achieve our fullest potential and help us to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. So I help people through my purpose program to really get clear on what is going to give them purpose and what is going to allow them to step into a life which is led by values and to step into it with confidence and clarity. Because as I said before, it's not as simple as just getting clear about what you want to do. There are all the beliefs and the habits and the fears that hold you back in so many ways. And whether that is around external expectation, you know, fear that, you know, you're not good enough, you're not confident enough, you're not capable enough, you know, lack of clarity about what that direction is. How do you make it happen from a practical point of view? You know, even just thinking about money, you know, it's one thing to just say, oh, well, I can't just leave my job because I earn a good salary. Well, that's not actually true, but it doesn't mean that you just have to jump as well. And I think this is where people get a bit caught is that they think they just have to make a big step and almost jump off a cliff, you know, just step off a cliff and go from earning a salary to nothing. And it doesn't have to be that way either. You can make this transition in a way that feels a lot more comfortable and has gives you more clarity. And that's what I do with my clients essentially is help them to find that direction, help them to understand what works going to really fulfill them from a value-led purpose point of view. But also, how do they step into it in a way that is practical at the same time as well? So, um, and this is why it's quite a complicated thing. This is why, you know, I have a business to support people through it because it's not that that obvious, but it also is not impossible. And that's why I really want to support people to recognize that 
you know, we have a finite amount of time to live our lives and we don't get the time back. Yesterday's gone. This morning is gone, unfortunately, because I had a wonderful morning this morning. We went for a, a bike ride to watch the sunrise. And, but, you know, they, those moments are gone. But all we can do is start to create a life in the future that we really want to live. But, you know, and it sounds incredibly morbid. I'm sure we'll speak about this as well at certain points. But, you know, there is an impermanence to life. And I think once you accept that, you start to actually recognize that you can do something about it and you can start to take control of your life a little bit more. So there's many different dimensions that I can I can go into. And, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very passionate about this. It means a lot to me. But equally at the same time. That's that's all yeah. brilliant. And I think you've you've pretty much summed up in the past couple of minutes um, exactly what I'm trying to achieve in my podcast. So mm. yeah, that's that's all great. Thank you for that. You mentioned values there a couple of times, and it's something that a lot of other coaches mention. But if you talk about values to other people, particularly in a career context, they will often look at you pretty blankly. So yeah, first question which is one of these really open high level questions what are values <laughs> i think for me values are essentially your north stars so if you really get clear on what your values are they're a really um helpful guide or tool to help you understand what's the right thing or the right decision for you to make in your career in your relationships in your life where you live whatever it may be and we all have values, right? We all have things that matter to us, whether we are conscious of them or not. They're sat in our subconscious. But the more we can bring them to our consciousness, the more we can use them, as I said before, as an North Star, as a tool, in order to guide us better. Now, I mean, we've all been in that situation where we've sat in some sort of corporate meeting and they do some sort of icebreaker and they're, you know, okay, let's go around the room and what is everyone's values? And like you say, everyone kind of looks a little bit like, you know, glazed eyes and uh, honesty, freedom. Yeah, sure. And they say them, but they're not really clear on what exactly, like what they're saying, or they're not really clear of like, actually, is that what it really matters to me? Or am I just saying something that's a bit general and, you know, kind of aligns to what everyone kind of wants to hear? But when we really understand what our values are, we can really understand, okay, well, the reason I'm getting frustrated in that area, or the reason I get anxious around my work or around the lifestyle around the, you know working extra hours or you know the way that that person interacts with me is because it's probably almost you know definitely is clashing with your values but when you notice that something makes you feel good makes you feel freer makes you feel uh, excited it's probably because it's aligning with your values and i think when you can be more conscious of all of that you can actually then make decisions to be in that state of you know excitement freedom opportunity all of those things more often rather than just feel this anxiety and this tension because you're not really clear about well, why is this actually impacting me in this way i think some people see an overlap or perhaps get confused between values and strengths so if I'm good at something, then that's how you find flow and enjoy doing it. Can you talk a bit about what the differences are between strengths and values? That's a really interesting question. I've never heard kind of anyone say that. And I think ultimately, you know, I look at values as something that inherently guides your decisions, right? Whereas a strength is is essentially something practical that you're good at. So for example, my values would guide what I do 
but also it's what I deem important in others as well. So for example, one of my important values is sort of emotional intelligence and that when I get frustrated on something on a, on a bigger level, whether it's a macro level, whether it's something in, you know, what's going on globally, whether it's something that a business, you know, doesn't really uh, negatively impact me or stresses me out. Maybe it's because they're not showing emotional intelligence. Maybe it's because they're doing something that is not morally right. Maybe because it doesn't necessarily align with my values. And now that is then completely removed from what I'm good at. I might have emotional intelligence, but that's separate. And that is separate to what they are doing. So I think there's a real difference between on a practical level of like what you're doing, and that would be your strengths versus your values, which could be something that are a little bit more abstract, such as freedom or honesty, rather than necessarily, you know, the verb of to be honest or to be free. I'm going to promise to my listeners that we are going to come on to how you actually go about identifying what your own values are. But before we get there, what does it mean when we talk about honouring values? I think when you are conscious of what they are, and, and be it whether you're conscious or not, but obviously when you're conscious of them, you know what they are, you can make decisions on the back of them. If you are not aligning your decisions or your actions with your values, you're not honoring them ultimately. So therefore, you're not almost being honest with yourself. You're not honoring yourself. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. There are things that you find important to yourself. They are your values. And if you are not in a career that aligns with them, living in a location that aligns with them, in a relationship that aligns with them, whatever that may be, you're not honoring them. And this is actually, you mentioned it earlier that, you know, I have a podcast called You First and the whole premise of that is about, you know, putting yourself first in order to be the best version of yourself, in order to be the best version of other people. Your values are so incredibly important and should be, you know, your North Star, your, your guiding light in terms to really create the life that you want to create. But ultimately, if you are not aligning your decisions to them, there's always going to be this state of tension. You're always, you're never going to feel truly fulfilled. You're never going to feel truly aligned to your values. And ultimately you're dishonoring them in that way. So is that the nub of why this is important? That if you're not honoring your values, if you're not living your values, then it's going to create this tension, which can lead to stress, anxiety, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Emotionally. I mean, I don't know whether yourself or any of your listeners have read um, any of Simon Sinek's work. Uh, he talks a lot about start with his book, Start With Why. He talks a lot about the reasons why, you know, emotionally things tap into us on a real visceral level. We can't explain why, you know, we can't really understand why, you know, when somebody said something, it made the, the hair on our arms stand up. You know, it really hurt, hit us at a, a core level. We can't really explain why that was, but it just did. You know, you get a, you get a feeling in your stomach and you can't explain it. You know, the, the sentences, you can't put it into words. It's not just a phrase, but it comes from the fact that there is a part of our brain which um, ignites emotional responses to things, but it doesn't have the capacity for language. There is another part of our brain which doesn't have connection to emotion, but it's able to compute language. Now, it is those two parts that then conflict, and we start to use the area which has the capacity for language to overthink, right? This is why going with your gut feeling, where you can't necessarily explain exactly why you're doing something, is so incredibly important because it's tapping into those emotions. It's tapping into those, those real raw responses. 
if we go with our gut and we just kind of go with it, but we don't know why, that's one thing. But if we can start to become really aware of what that gut is, what those emotions are, why we have those responses in a way, we can be a lot more in control of those decisions and actually really take charge of them a lot more. Like our values aren't something to be made up. Our values aren't something that sound good. Our values aren't something just like our purpose on, on something that, you know, we just, I don't know, create. They are something that we already have. It's about a case of discovering what is really important to you. There is no right or wrong in this, right? It is just about getting really clear about what's important to you and doing the work you already know. It's actually already there. You just have to discover it. The answers are there, but it's just about going through the process to really get clear. And I know we'll come on to this, but really get clear about well, what are they? And then starting to recognize, well, in your life, how are they actually being conflicted? And how are they actually, you know, what aligns to them? And recognize how do you feel against them? Okay, because if they're being conflicted, then most likely, you know, it's a real sure sign that, yeah, this is, is something that's incredibly important to you. So therefore you should listen to that. So to give you an example, if freedom is something that's incredibly important to you, something that's incredibly important to me, it's one of my top values, then understanding, you know, when you feel tension in your life, how is that because it's conflicting with your value? Such as, you know, I lived in London for a period of time and after a while I felt very, I felt like I just needed to get out. I just really needed to like leave London because it's, you know, it's a very constrained city. You know, you are, you are in a city and I needed space to breathe. I needed to be by the sea or, you know, in the countryside or whatever it was. And the very similar thing with when I set my business up, I recognized freedom was so incredibly important to me. So I set it up completely remotely so that I could do whatever I want. And at the moment, you know, I've set it up in a way that I've been traveling through Latin America, you know, and living in certain countries for four to eight weeks at a time. But I wouldn't have been able to do that necessarily if I just thought, well, I've, I'll just set my best. Everybody, and this was before the pandemic, you know, the actual idea of saying a completely remote business was still a little bit, you know, bizarre. But I was really adamant that that was incredibly, incredibly important to me. So I made sure that I was completely location independent and set my up myself up in that way. And that's meant that I can live this life that I want to live and feel more fulfilled as a result. It's interesting that you mentioned freedom to travel, not wanting to live in uh, a big city. And you mentioned honouring your values in terms of the work you do, but also where you live, life partners, that kind of thing. Does it follow from that, that people have different values depending on the different aspects of their life that they're considering? I would argue no. Your values are important to you and you are the core vehicle between all of that. So freedom is important to you in your career why would it not be in some other area of your life it doesn't mean that necessarily you know if you think about your top three and they might slide on a little bit of a sliding scale like okay it might be a bit more important to have love i don't know just say let's i'm going to take as a value in your relationship and things like that rather than necessarily your work but it, it still should be a core component of you as a person i think the problem so much with especially your career and why people are in this position where they are stuck in a career and they're frustrated is because we we box ourselves, we box parts of our life up and we think we have to be one person over here and we think we have to be one person in front of our family, one person in front of our relationship. But in order to feel completely aligned, completely fulfilled, we should be recognizing who we are as a human being. And I think too often we're spending too much time on just scrolling through recruiters' websites or LinkedIn and looking at what's available 
and thinking how can I just fit in that box and I think so often we need to kind of just step back and look at who we are as a person what matters to us as a person and therefore how does my you know my external life reflect that and that is whether that's a relationship whether that is your career or whether that is where you live you know they all should be aligned to what you want as a human being and that's not going to change you, you don't change as a human being just because you are working versus you know in your relationship you still should be the the person aligned to those values that you are and this has definitely been a hard learning curve that i've gone through whether it's been through you know my corporate life i was essentially a buyer and a, a major retailer and i very much showed up as a work fiona and i would you know kind of put on a, at a show so to speak to be that person to when i stepped into my own business and again i still tried to show up in a certain way but now as i've moved through my my business and i've, I've grown and i've grown and as a business owner as well i've really recognized that the more i show up authentically not only do does it align more with people because it's a lot more real it's a lot more honest it has more of an impact and as such i can grow my business you know but it's a lot it's a lot less tiring it's a lot less exhausting you know to try and show up as different versions of yourself so i would kind of invite your listeners to just step back and go forget my career forget the relationship just for a moment and just look at what what is important to you what is important to you as a human being and then aligning your life to that because otherwise what you end up doing is aligning it to what you think you should want or you should be doing or what other people expect of you rather than what you need from your own life let's get to the practical question of how you actually go and figure out what on earth your values are so then you can start to make these assessments about what it is that you need in order to honor them so what can the listener do to start identifying their values what exercises can you give them to to start with this it's an incredibly important place to or incredibly important aspect to be working on i spend a lot of time with my clients to get this whether they are changing a career whether they're building a business or whether they actually already built a business and they're looking to grow but to reconnect what those values are i spend a lot of time with them to really get clear on what that is so it is a big piece of work but it's also one of those pieces of work that once you know it actually provides so much for you to move forward on but as a starting place what i would really recommend to do for your listeners is just to spend time and even just maybe just write out the ones that really come to top of mind and however many that is 10 20 however many then just focus on those ones and then maybe even you know just go back and edit it and narrow it down you know can they can they get it to a smaller list you know ideally we want to be recognizing what are your top three values because then they do become as i said earlier you know your north star but you know that doesn't mean that just because we have top three values you know number seven eight nine aren't also important to us but quite often what we'll see is that you know some actually overlap and you almost have like let's call it a parent value and you might have things like you know honesty and integrity okay well which one for you you know are the parent value and then which one's set underneath but once you can identify and actually narrow it down in that way you can start to understand okay well how are these showing up in my life right now or how are they not showing up in my life right now the areas that i feel frustrated in my work is it because they're conflicting with my values you know somebody who might be and i've got quite a few people who do my courses are in these positions who are say working as a lawyer or a finance um in finance or something like that and they just feel incredibly conflicted because one of their top values is freedom 
But in such roles where they are working endless hours, they don't have that freedom and they feel like they need to always be constantly on. So you can start to recognize, you know, even in a small place, okay, well, if that is the case, you know, rather maybe just stepping away completely from your work right now and going, okay, well, I need freedom. So I just need to leave my job because that doesn't allow it. What can you start to do to make small changes? Um, because it doesn't always have to be big, bold leaps, as we said earlier. It doesn't have to be stepping off a cliff. But what can you start to do more of to bring in that value a little bit more? If it's freedom, you know, what boundaries can you put in place? What can you do to create more freedom? Do you go and make sure that you, you do actually have your weekends off and you don't open your laptop at the weekend? Or if it's something like adventure or outdoors or uh, whatever that may be, is it to make sure that you are spending a lot more time doing that or if it's community or you engaging in community activities, joining a book club, joining a club of some sort, joining online communities. So it's starting to think, okay, well, what is conflicting it? Maybe how can I set boundaries around that? And what can I maybe bring in more of? And that's just the start, right? But then it's obviously the bigger picture is about thinking bigger and it's about thinking beyond that. Okay, well, if like, what do I really want from my life? If this is what's incredibly important, you know, what's that long-term look like for me? When you're starting to write down this list of values, there's going to be some things which come to mind as being values. So you've mentioned freedom, honesty, integrity, that sort of thing. Yeah. But how do you go about identifying the values behind things which might not be values in and of themselves? So let me give you an example. When I was doing a values exercise relatively recently, one of the, um, if you like, the, the instructions on the worksheet was that anything that you do or have may not be a value. So, for example, travel was um, an example given. Travel of itself isn't necessarily a value, but there may be a value behind wanting to travel. So it might be adventure, it might be fun, it might be learning. So how do you kind of figure out what is a value and what isn't a value? Very interesting question. So I think, I think as you almost say that, it's almost like it's not the verb, right? That would be the best way I would describe it as. I actually have a tool and a resource that enables my clients to actually you know, pull it down and really condense it down. Uh, because otherwise, you know, you can really get caught up in thinking, you know, well, I love to travel or I love to eat or, you know, I love to read. But I think when you ask yourself the question, why, and this is a big question that I ask all my clients all the time is that, you know, when you go, why, why do you like that? Okay. Well, I like to travel because I like adventure. I like to travel because I want fun. I like to travel because I want excitement. It's almost a feeling as well that you get. Or a feeling of like, if you, if it's reading, you know, because I want to learn, because I want to absorb, you know, perspectives, like whatever it may be. But I think when we get caught up in just the doing activity and we don't look in like in depth about why that's important, you know, we get so caught up in just the how. And I think this is fundamentally a big part of this change for many people as well is that they get so caught up in the how. So they'll be thinking, okay, I want to leave my job. Okay, well, I just need to go and find this job over here. Or, you know, actually, I just need a little bit more time. So I'm going to go and work less hours. Actually, might, that might not always be the answer. It might be. But actually, if you really dislike your job, like I think so often we need to get to the core of the reason about, you know, this is why values are important, but also the why, the why behind all of these things. So 
even if you narrow it down to your values, why is honesty important to you? Why is freedom important to you? Why is adventure important to you? And when you can narrow that down in that way, you can start to identify, okay, well, what are values to me? And what are maybe, you know, as we said before, what are strengths or what are just activities or, you know, just things that you're, you're doing to really give yourself that core essence of, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. Because ultimately that's all values are. They're, as I said before, they're, they're a guiding sign towards why you're doing something. How do you know when to stop? You could kind of go around and around in circles forever on this. There is no point to stop. That's the magic of it. And this is the magic of almost like, you know, what I do. And, the, you know, whether it's me personally, whether it's my clients, is because there's always so much growth, right? There's always so much growth. And I think we get caught up in a society that tells you, okay, cool, do your exam, pass your exam, go to the next level, do this, do that. And it's just a ladder that you just climb. So it's just tick boxes. And we forget that there is personal development in all of this. And the biggest way to grow is through your personal development. It's not through just sending out a CV or getting an interview or whatever. You know, in a way, anyone could do that. But it's about getting really clear about what you want from your own life, what's holding you back, what's holding you back from the next level or the next level or whatever that level may be. You know, those visions that we all have are all possible. You know, to be able to set up a remote business and travel through Latin America was something that, you know, a few years ago, I would have like kind of laughed at myself about, but I'm doing it, right? To be able to kind of run a business and is, is incredibly exciting as well. And there is a process to doing that and there is a process to building it up. But actually, it's fundamentally the personal development that is 50% of that because it's allowing yourself to overcome the fears and the beliefs and the limitations that we we put on ourselves that hold us back from doing that. But equally, at the same time, it's doing the work to kind of ask, well, why do you want that next thing? What is it going to create for you? What impact are you trying to have on the world? You know, what potential are you trying to achieve in yourself? Because ultimately, we all have so much potential. And I imagine the people listening to your podcast are, you know, high achieving individuals who have so much potential that they're not even tapping into it. They're probably tapping into 20% of their potential right now because they're conforming to a set of rules that doesn't enable them to fully fulfill that potential. And they're not asking these questions and they're not digging into asking themselves why, you know, why do you want this? Because there is no end game with this. I think so often, and like your question kind of alludes to it's, it's not homework. This isn't like, right guys, listen to this podcast, go away, sit down, ask yourself like what your values are and then well done, done, check. It's that constant need and that constant want to explore more about yourself and explore more about the depths of who you are and what input like impact you can make on this world and how you can really fulfill you know this life that you've been given and what you can do with it because I think we get so caught up in a way of thinking and this is no fault of our own but you know in Britain and whatever country you're being brought up in you get you get conditioned to a way of thinking and that's normal there's nothing you've done wrong but when we step out of that and we step into new cultures new perspectives we start to recognize that there are different ways of doing things What's the right way for doing Like I should be doing it. You know, how can I lean into my strengths a little bit more, grow my strengths a little bit more, build a new strength maybe to achieve so much more for myself. But fundamentally that does start by this self-exploration. And that all starts by getting really clear about what do you want from your own life? What matters to you? And, you know, how can you start to align your life to all of that? Question I've been asked recently is, 
someone who's quite clear that they're in an area where it lends itself to different types of industries. So it's, it, it's the, the fundamental skill isn't industry specific, but you know you can do it in all sorts of different settings. And they're very clear on which industry, which setting they want to work in, but haven't been able to, you know, it's sort of asking the, you know, the why, why, why question. It, it doesn't seem to lend itself to coming to a particular value or something that's identifiable as a value. I just wonder in that instance, whether you can just kind of accept it. So even if you're not able to identify a particular value underlying it, if you know, you know, pretty strongly that, you know, you, you, like industry X, you don't like industry Y, you see your career being more fulfilling in industry X, that it's kind of, it doesn't really matter to go down into the, what the value is, and certainly not to drive yourself crazy thinking about what it is. Do you agree with that? Or do you think that there's always going to be a value underneath? There is values. If you can't articulate why something matters to you, there is something there that is fundamentally blocking you from getting clear about what you you want and you need. If you can't articulate your needs, if you can't articulate your desires, I would really be curious to understand why. And I think there is then something blocking you from holding yourself back from actually what you truly want. And it might just be that they just feel that that is right for them. And they might just feel like, you know, I've seen somebody before who's created a really great lifestyle in that industry. And, you know, that's what I want. And I'm happy to go down that road. But is that really going to help them achieve their full potential? No. You look at industry leaders in pretty much every single field that you look at, and they are so self-aware. They do this work. They dig in. Like, you can't achieve, you know, if you think of a pendulum swinging, you can't achieve the great heights on one side if you don't actually challenge yourself on the other side as well. And it goes in equilibrium, right? You know, it's if, if, you don't, if it doesn't swing very much, you're not going to achieve a huge amount because you're not challenging yourself. So it's really about challenging yourself and challenging yourself could be by digging in, by unblocking yourself, by getting really clear about what you want. You know, if, as I said before, if you can't firmly articulate your desires and what you want and what you need from your career, you're never going to be able to take that, that next step in, in like a full, you might be able to step into that industry. Yeah, right, fine. But it depends how much of your potential you want to achieve. And if we're talking about achieving a really fulfilling life, which is what I'm all about, I'm not about, you know, just following the rules and doing what people tell you to do, because, you know, how can we all truly achieve our potential and achieve real fulfillment if we just all do the same thing? Because we're human beings, we're all designed very, very differently. So it takes a lot of guts to actually stand up to that, stand up to the status quo and to say, actually, no, this is what I want. But if you can't articulate that, you're never going to achieve that. Something you've already alluded to is people doing what they feel like they're expected to do. And this is something yeah. that I can definitely see coming up as you go through this exercise of identifying your values, that you start to put down values which you think you should have rather than those mm -hmm. which, in fact, you have. How do you identify that you're doing that and stop doing that? and get out values which are truly yours it's a really interesting question because it actually came up a couple of weeks ago in a group coaching call um, with a slightly different lens on it whereas one of my clients kind of said what 
you know, I'm not sure if this is something that I want. If this wasn't alluding to values, but more like interest. I'm not sure if this is something I want, but, or if it's something that I've just been brought up to believe that I should want. And therefore it's so ingrained in me that I think I should want it. And it's a really difficult question to unpick there. This is where really recognizing all these moving parts and your emotional response is so incredibly important because if you feel emotionally like you know you're in a situation that makes you feel good and it makes you know your arms stand up on 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 your uh, your hair stand up on your arms and you know there's something in you that's going I just feel almost at home in this situation you know I just feel very calm it makes me feel very peaceful I feel energetic I feel alive in this situation and if you're in a like a completely um opposite situation where you know you don't feel great you know it really frustrates you then you know, start to listen to these emotional responses because your body is telling you something. Your body isn't just, you know, getting you from day to day. It also connects you to a lot of these emotions. So this is where this work comes in. And this is where not ignoring some of, you know, these actual feelings that you have in your body. You know, we know when we're in love, how, you know, we feel a little bit different. You know, we feel a difference in our stomach, a difference in, you know, those butterflies in your stomach aren't Obviously, that's not butterflies in your stomach, but it's a real physical reaction, right? You know, that sort of daze that you have, it's no different when you connect to something that really aligns to your values and aligns to your purpose. It is no different. But unfortunately, we've been conditioned to such a point that we ignore that. We ignore all of the the cues and the signs that we already have naturally going on in our life. And if we start to become more attuned to them and more attuned to ourselves, our consciousness, our subconsciousness, we can start to build a picture of actually going, and it does take time. Of course, it takes time. This is not something that happens overnight. As I said before, it does take work, but it's the commitment to that work. And it's the commitment to whether it's through journaling, whether it's through this sort of work that we're speaking about, whether it's through podcasts and listening to people, doing courses, whatever it may be, but building up information because all of this essentially is information building and information gathering for you to go, what's important for me? And this is this is all that fundamentally is. What is important to me? What sort of lifestyle do I want to live and lead? What sort of life do I want to leave? And therefore, what do I need to do to change it? And that's fundamentally all of this is, right? And again, whether that is your career, your relationships, or you know your life in general, we all have a choice, Right. And I've even said this to a few clients recently that we have a choice in anything, right? Whether it's a career change or whatever it may be, you have three choices. You have a choice to accept it. If you're frustrated in it, just accept it. If you don't want to do anything about it, accept it. If you um, want to, you know, the next choice is that you've got to you change it. If you're in a situation and you don't like it, change it, right? Change your working hours, change your job role, whatever it may be, you know, sidestep in your business. But if you really fundamentally don't like it, you have the choice to leave. And at any given moment, whatever is happening in your life, you have those three choices, accept, change, or leave. And when you recognize that whatever decision you make, whichever one of those three that you make, it is your choice. And that gives you so much more empowerment as well, that you're not stuck. You're not frustrated. You know, you know, you're choosing to be there, no matter how rubbish it is, no matter how frustrating it is. At any given moment, that is a choice. And you have those three choices. So, but when you do the work to kind of recognize and it's building, and again, I say, as I said before, it's building, it's building, it's building, it's building a level of self-awareness, 
you have the information to say, okay, well, I've got this information. What choice am I going to make with this information? How am I going to move forward from it? So someone who's been through this process or is continually going through this process, but they've now at least got a list of 10 or 15 values and maybe they've identified their top three. What are maybe the first one or two practical things that they can do now that they've got this list of values to figure out what to accept, what to change, what to leave? Fundamentally, it comes down to what's the most important ones. And I think this is what I was saying before is essentially that, you know, if you look at what those top ones are, and then you look at your lifestyle and you say, okay, well, if this isn't right for me right now, where do I need to either accept it, change it or leave it, create boundaries, whatever that may be for you, or where do I need to make bigger shifts? And there will be short term, there will be medium term, there will be long term choices that you need to make. And this is where you're making decisions in terms of your career change uh, come in, really. Um, but ultimately, that's the next step is starting to think, okay, I am in a position now where I either say, you know, if I'm listening to this podcast, I either do something about it or I, I just accept it. I accept that this is what's going on and I just let that go because it's energetically so incredibly draining to just sit there and procrastinate and not make a decision and be indecisive and say you're going to leave your career and don't do it and then wait and then wait another 18 months because you're going on return to leave or you're getting a bonus or you know you're buying a house there's always something we could delay and delay and delay for and I think ultimately if you are that frustrated or not even just that frustrated I think sometimes one of the worst place to be in is that when you're in a position where quote unquote you're fine you know you don't really love your life you know but you're feeling a bit frustrated you don't like the long hours but you got a good salary you know you have a nice life you know everything's kind of fine but you're not really in love with your life and you know you want more and you know you want to achieve more of your potential. You know you want more time with your family, your friends. You know you want to travel more. You know you want uh, to do different things, whatever that may be. But, you know, everything's fine. So it's not really pushing you over the edge to do it. But if you are in a position where you're like, I know that fundamentally my lifestyle and my career is not aligning to these values, then you have a choice and you either go, okay, well, I'm just going to accept it. And that's that. And then you can let go of that energy draining indecision that, you know, you're sitting on right now. Or you make a decision and you go, right, I'm going to start changing a few things, whether it's a big change or a little change, but you start changing or I leave and I make that decision. And I am going to say, I commit to myself and a lifestyle that I truly want to live and to start to achieve more of my potential. Because when you align, as I said earlier, when you align your life to your values, when you feel more fulfilled, when you are so incredibly more purpose-led in every in your, your day, you will achieve more of your potential. You will show up more authentically. You will be uh, have more energy because you're not drained by the fact that you're getting pinged with emails every single minute, you know, asking you to be in this meeting or that meeting that you don't really need to be in. You know, your your life is your life to live. And actually, but it starts with small steps. So I'd really encourage anyone listening to this to just start taking some of those small steps, like start to understand what your values are, but start taking, taking small steps in order to, you know, really just start moving your life in the direction you want it to be in. Awesome advice. Thank you for that. Anyone who wants to dive into the topic in more detail, is this something where you have a, a resource, a tool, a book or anything like that, which you can recommend people take a look at to explore this further? A really great book to kind of explore the idea of, you know, uh, values and purpose and you know arguably they are very intrinsically linked 
is start with why and I mentioned it earlier by Simon Sinek and he talks a lot about you know the importance of actually leading with meaning and you know emotions that come from a real visceral level rather than actually surface-led emotions that are probably you know as you alluded to before have been you know are coming from more of us more from society than from ourselves so I'd really encourage you guys to, to either read that book or he, if you literally just google Simon Sinek start with why he talks about that uh, a lot and there are a lot of videos for, for that you can dive into as well but another book I would really encourage your readers to read is one called Be More Power and that's by um, Sam Conniff and he talks a lot about you know how pirates at one point you know we're not rule breakers just for the sake of being rule breakers but they led with purpose and they did things for meaning because they saw injustices and they were very forward thinking in the way that we're doing it and they didn't follow the status quo and they challenged ideas and at one point they were deemed you know radicals or you know not great humans and because they were challenging the status quo ultimately but they were just doing things because they believed in them and I think this is incredibly important approach to take is that actually it's almost like be a rebel, but don't be a rebel without a cause, be a rebel with a cause and do what matters and do what matters to you. And when you do that, it is so incredibly impactful. And um, where would you like people to go if they want to find you? If anyone would like to connect, the best place is either probably on my Instagram, which is at Moss underscore, uh, or on my website, which is www.fionamoss.co.uk. And I do have a free career change handbook as well. If anybody would sort of, you know, just like to start thinking about, okay, well, how can I start to make this change and to to start to really think about some of these, these bigger questions as well. And, um, you know, just take that first step as well. So you can either find that by the link in the bio on my Instagram or on the free resources page on my website. Brilliant. And as always, there'll be links to those in the show notes for this episode. Fiona, you've given us an awful lot to think about. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Fiona Moss. I can't tell you how much of a breakthrough it was for me when I started doing some work on my own values. I already had a pretty good idea of what my strengths were, and on the face of it, a lot of the work I was doing played to those strengths. But I still wasn't enjoying it. It still left me feeling unfulfilled, unsatisfied, and I couldn't figure out why that was. It was only when I started to do work to uncover my own values that the clouds really parted and I started to see what was going on. I had a much greater idea of what was important to me, what was motivating to me. And not only did it help to explain why I wasn't particularly enjoying some of the work I was doing, but it really helped me to figure out what sort of things I would enjoy. It's also quite a challenging thing to do, not only to identify what are values, but to identify what are your values. It's a process that can take weeks or sometimes even months. And certainly I would find it pretty tough just to do it by myself without any kind of guidance and without any kind of framework. Fortunately, if this is something that you'd like to start diving into, well, you've heard me mention this before, there are a couple of exercises on my website which are designed to help you figure out what your values are. 
there's two exercises and the first of them encourages you to go back into your own career history and have a look at what things you enjoyed doing, what things you didn't like and what was your greatest memory. And all of those bits of information can help you figure out what your values are. If you found that you were enjoying doing something, then that's a good example of a value being met. On the other hand, if there were things that you really didn't enjoy, well, that's a good example, perhaps, that what you were doing didn't meet your own value. And so you can figure out what the value is by effectively looking at what the opposite is. It's by no means the only exercise you can do to help you uncover your values, and it won't necessarily give you a complete picture, but it is a really good starting point. So if what Fiona and I discussed in this interview resonates with you and you think you'd like to get into it a little bit further, then I do encourage you to take a look at the exercises. You'll find them, as I say, on the Change Work Life website. They're at changeworklife.com forward slash happy. That's changeworklife.com forward slash happy. That's H-A-P-P-Y, changewithlove.com forward slash happy. For the full show notes for this episode, you'll find them at changewithlove.com forward slash 133. That's changewithlove.com forward slash 133 for the full transcript of the interview, a summary of everything we talked about and links to the resources mentioned. We have another great interview coming your way in two weeks time. So if you haven't subscribed to the show already, make sure that you do so. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Cheers. Bye.